1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The Minnesota Wild outlasts the Edmonton Oilers 6-5 the final tonight. For the first time this season, the Oilers are winless in 3-0-2-1. They have scored 10 goals in those three games, but they have given up 15. They have given up 15 goals in their last three games. McDavid got his 20th tonight, as did Dreisaitl. The Oilers have been falling behind lately as well. For the second straight game, they trail by two goals going to the third. For the second straight game, they tie it, but then cannot get over the hump. They lost 6-3 to Carolina a couple of days ago, 6-5 tonight to the Minnesota Wild. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 9 o'clock. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Fort. Well, Rob... I realize goal scoring is up in the NHL this season, but not dramatically. It's still to the point where if you score 10 goals over three games, you should have more than a point out of those games. Uh, I, this is, this to me, these last three are not an offensive failure at all. This is goal prevention. Tippett's big talking point all summer, all preseason.
2: Well, after the game, the last couple of games, both Jack and Bob have went on and said there's a lot of good things that are happening in the game. There's things you can take out of that are positives and my thought on that is when they have the puck on their stick, the Oilers have done a lot of good things. But in the last little while, and it's not just the last three games, but I think it's really highlighted by the number of goals they've given up, uh, the Oilers, when the puck haven't been, hasn't been on their stick, have really fallen off from where they were earlier in the season. Uh, the decision-making, the errant passes, the not pucks not getting out. I mean, tonight there were some key... Times tonight where the Oilers had control of the puck and then completely whiffed or gave it away and it ended up in the back of the net. You think at the end of the was it the first period where Kara turns the puck over? He's got the puck in the offensive zone. There's 20 seconds to go in the period. He has the puck on his stick. All you have to do is keep the puck either on the boards or throw it down in the corner. Instead, he makes a hope pass in the middle. Minnesota takes it out. They get an all man break that turns into a breakaway and a goal against. The end of the game, the the Oilers down a goal. Puck goes behind that to Smith. He makes a pass to Nurse. The Oilers have control of the puck. Moved it to Nurse. Three seconds later, the player couldn't. Is in, in the slot by himself, and he's scoring a goal to put the game out of reach at 6-4. So the Oilers, just silly mistakes. Offensively, they're, they're creating, they're getting their opportunities, but at what cost? And I think what we're seeing right now is the Oilers, are not able to outscore their mistakes for two reasons. One, they're making a lot of mistakes, and B, their goaltending has not given them the saves they need. There's not been, and and I can't remember the last time, where the Oiler goaltender came up with a huge save at a huge moment that defined a hockey game.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Coston had a good game against... uh against LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won that one 2-1 on Friday. I, I, to me that's that's the biggest drop off. I, I don't think they're playing as detailed as they mm-hmm. were early in the season but they made mistakes earlier in the oh, season. Absolutely. They, they gave up odd man rushes mm-hmm. earlier in the season as opposing teams do but Koskinen and Smith... Well, Koskinen really until the last couple of starts had been very strong. And and the last month for Smith has not been good except for maybe a couple of games. So that's... To me, that's the biggest change. I mean, tonight, Smith makes 20 saves on 26 shots. And you can talk about the quality of the scoring Mm -hmm. chances. Oh, was it a good shot sure you can debate that all night long at the end of the day six went in and as I've always said there's a reason they're called safes you're you're bailing out your team what was the Almontoya line you got to stop all the ones that you should and a few that you shouldn't they're not stopping the ones that they shouldn't no they're than the ones that are iffy
2: well they're yeah they're not making a big save I mean Smith's a uh, save percentage in the last what seven eight games is around 850 yeah uh, that's that, honestly, that doesn't keep you in the National Hockey League if that goes over a long period of time. Uh Smith, who got off to a great start to the season, has really struggled as of late. And, again, no complete whiffs on goals tonight. But there certainly needed to be a few saves, and actually a close to a whiff on the, the first goal that went in off the back of Greenway, where the, it was a f- floater from the blue line that he couldn't catch. Bounces off him, bounces off Greenway, goes in the net. Yeah, no, it's... And we get a lot of phone calls, you and I, and a lot of texts about when are they going to go to one goaltender? When is one going to get three out of five or six out of nine starts? And we've said that we we keep believing that Tippett wants to carry on with what he's been doing, the two-game, two-game, back and forth, or more or less something along that line. But we've said, you and I, that if one goaltender falters for an extended period of time, then you might start seeing that Uh, schedule change a little bit. And right now, this isn't a one-off or a two-off for for Mike Smith. He's struggling a bit. And the Oilers are not a good enough team to have average goaltending. And they're not even getting average right now to Mike Smith.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and is coming off not a great start either. Nope. Uh, But his body of work has has been Mm -hmm. much better. He, He did get pulled against Ottawa last week, came back in and beat Los Angeles. And another thing for the Oilers... During this 0-2 one stretch, well, you're down 2-0 to Buffalo. You tie it, but you lose in overtime. You're down 3-0 to Carolina. You tie it, uh, but you lose, and you're down 2-1, 4-2 to Minnesota. You tie it 4-4. You lose 6-5. So th- they're 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 falling, but credit for catching up. I mean, that's to me, that's uh, uh, that's something that's going to get overlooked here. Is that the Oilers have rallied mm-hmm. three consecutive
2: games from tough deficits. Again, just one point. Well, and we saw that earlier in the season, too, where they were rallying from deficits and coming back. Uh, the problem. usually only a goal. Yeah, it's yes, it was one, yes. Yep. The, the problem when you get behind two or three goals, and, and it's something that we've touched on a lot, is you have to play perfect hockey from there on in. Perfect hockey from the goaltender out. And, and you work so hard to get back and you finally get it even, but you still can't make that one mistake. And you made a good point. Rarely does a team score more than two goals in a row, and tonight's game: two, two, one, two, 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 one. Along that line, it's hard to score three goals in a row in the National Hockey League. So if you come back and tie it up, the others make a mistake, it's in the net. The others make a mistake, it's in the net again. So uh, you can't keep putting yourself in a hole because you put so much pressure on your goaltender because he has to be perfect. And what we've seen as of late, the goaltending has not been perfect for the Edmonton Oilers. So now you're 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 in trouble.
1: Minnesota beating Edmonton tonight. The Japanese Village goal light is on. On the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, so you can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village Triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your sense as we activate the Japanese Village goal light whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So you can thank James Neal playing his 800th career game tonight. Got his 15th of the year with Mike Smith pulled for an extra attacker with 48.7 seconds left in the third period. But the Oilers fall 6-5. Tough night for Mike Smith. Let's go back to Xcel Energy Center. Here he is. How do you think it went, I mean, personally it's for yourself? Yeah.
3: I mean, there was some breakdowns in our zone that, uh, you know, as a goalie, you want to cover those mistakes up and make some saves. And, and uh, you know, if you last two games, you let, let in six as a, as a group, you're not going to fare too well, so... What's the mood of things here now? You you haven't been on a streak like this all season, and now you're into some kind of rough waters uh, as a team. How do you kind of how do you get through this? Yeah, I mean I think every team goes through uh, a bump in the road here or there during the season. So we gotta we gotta find a way out of this and find a way to uh, you know play a complete game. And uh, um, you know we've had a little stretch here where we haven't played as well, and it's 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 cost us and. Uh, but saying that, we're still in a good spot, and we need to uh, recognize what we need to do better, and and stop talking about it and go and do it.
1: All right, that's Mike Smith. Uh, he knows he uh, well. He said it right off the top. <laughs> didn't didn't go well for me, and uh, as he did say, there were breakdowns, but but he has to he has to cover them up.
2: I, I love that question. So How do you think it went? Well, I let six in. I, you know, pretty good. I thought it looked good. I mean, they just scored one more than us. What could I do? Um, it, it's tough. Uh, he came in I mean things were going so well for the Oilers so so well for the goaltenders on the Oilers and then a rough rough stretch you, you go through and, and you don't know what's going differently than, than before but uh, we talked about it this is a tough stretch the Oilers have going right now going until Christmas they got some good teams coming in uh, you know Carolina is good uh, Minnesota, they struggle there. They got Toronto on home. I mean, the thing that may help them against the Maple Leafs, the Maple Leafs, it, it, it's too bad. If the Leafs lose tonight to Calgary, that's bad. Mm-hmm. You'd rather they win in Calgary, feel good about themselves, and then the game isn't quite as important for them when they come through through Edmonton. Now they're going to be desperate for two points. But they're going to play the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the, the thing that I think might be good for the others is there is incredible excitement In the arena when toronto comes montreal comes you don't have to manufacture it and this is a game that they should be up for right from the beginning because the one problem the others we keep seeing is the others falling behind early in a hockey game well there shouldn't be a a a a game this shouldn't be a game where the others try to play themselves into it because you know from the opening warm-up you'll have about 13,000 fans cheering one thing, 5,000 cheering the other. It's going to be loud, it's going to be electric, and I think the Oilers need a little bit of emotion early in a hockey game for them to get it. Get this ship righted.
1: That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Calgary leading Toronto 4-2 halfway through the third period. Leafs had a 2-1 lead. Calgary got three goals in the first three minutes of the third. We'll keep you updated on that one and bring you the full Edmonton trailer scoreboard in a few minutes. The Oilers fall 6-5 to the Minnesota Wild. Connor McDavid had a goal and an assist. Here he is. It was
3: kind of similar to Carolina where it gets away from you, you fight back to get it close and then, and then they pull away again. Wow, uh, um, pretty similar story. First time you guys have lost three in a row, what's kind of the mindset? Just... Yeah, we got going to dig in here. Um, yeah, we're in a bit of a rut. Um, it starts uh, with a uh, Top guys, all, you know, all the way through the lineup. Um, you know, I got to be better. Um, you know, uh, that's pretty much it. I guess you want to believe that it's just three games and not the symptom of something bigger. Is that yeah, kind of, of where course. you're at? I mean, we're not panicking here. We have three games. Um, you know, I think we're the last team to lose three in a row. So our team's gone through it, um, and we're going through it now, um, and we'll find a way. All
1: right. Well, that's Connor McDavid. Yeah, they are the last team in the league to go three games without a win. Uh, 0-2 and 1 during that stretch. And uh, just uh, a quick note here. If you wonder why I don't say losing streak, I-, I don't call it a losing streak when you get a point for a regulation game. I- I'm still old-fashioned and consider that a tie or that you got something out of the game. So that's why I call it a winless streak instead of a... Uh, a losing streak, and I do that for every team, not just the Oilers. Or at least I try to, if I'm if I'm doing it to my standard. The
2: thing with with that loser point, or the point you get, it, it makes either thing look good: winning streaks or losing streaks. So if you you could lose two in a row, and then you lose one in overtime, so. Oh, we, they've lost three in a row, but you win the next game, that's two games in a row with, without a loss. And they
1: call it a, and they say <laughs> yeah.
2: unbeaten. In unbeaten situation. streaking yeah, too. So, so yeah. it, it's a stat that you can work any way you want it to make yourself feel yeah. good.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you could have a four-game road trip and lose four games in overtime, and it'd be like, well, 500 road trip. Good trip. Most <laughs> teams, most teams Anyway, so that's why I call it a a winless skid. I know some other reporters are, or will call it a, a a losing streak. I, I call it a winless if there's a point in there for uh, losing in overtime or a shootout. But anyway, that is the first time this has happened to the Oilers this season and uh, you know as we said earlier in the year they're, they're going to hit a rough patch there's going to be a stretch where they go oh two five and one in, a, in eight games that's what they've done they've got two five and one in their last eight games you gotta it's gotta be you can't let it go to like i've always been saying you can't you can't give away that strong start i mean they're basically 500 since that that strong eight eight nine game start you can't give it all back where you're back to 500 for the season because then you're out of a playoff spot.
2: Well, yes. I, and I said to you uh, at the beginning of the game tonight, had the Oilers had this, the 7-1 and one stretch that they had early in the season, if they had that in the middle of the year, it probably would have been better for them. If they would have had that from game, game 17 to, to, to 25 because the expectations wouldn't have been as high. As soon as the others started like that, everyone talking about division and playoffs and Western Conference, and the expectations were so high for this team, when right from the beginning of the year, we expected this team would vie for a playoff spot, be in the mix, and they exceeded those expectations out, of the, out from the start, so everyone started getting their ho- hopes so high. Whereas if they would have started, you know, just middle of the pack, and then they have a nice little stretch, and then they're sitting... In first place or in second place in the division after 34 games, you're thinking, okay, things are good right now. But because they had such a good start, it just teased everyone a little bit too much. And now there's that fear in everybody's eyes and hearts and minds right now because they've seen this story before. Hopefully the Oilers will be able to change this story come Saturday.
1: Minnesota wins at 6-5. The three stars tonight all from the wild Greenway, Susie and Stahl going from 3-1. to Rob and I give out the fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes. built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options, visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. We almost uh, always pick an Oiler here, try to give it to a... An unsung guy. I'll give it to Gaetan Haas tonight. Got his third of the season. All three goals he has scored this year have been on deflections.
2: That was, that was a beautiful deflection, that a too. That, that wasn't an easy one and absolutely fooled the goaltender. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I like that, but I like James Neal, too. He had a goal and an assist and was plus two in this game. So I thought James Neal was one of those guys that had slowed a lot as of late. He had a strong game tonight for the others.
1: 800th career game as well.
2: Yeah, good for him. That's a congratulations. That's a nice way to celebrate. He just needed the fight, and then he would have the Gordy Howe in his 800th game, which Greenway did get tonight. By the way, that is pretty cool. And it's all I always love mentioning it too. that Gordy Howe only had one Gordy Howe hat trick yeah, in that's his right, career. That's right. Bobby Orr had more than Gordie Howe. <laughs> it's named after
1: him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Uh, it wasn't actually something he did routinely. All right, you can reach out to us by calling or texting seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Remember, it's the same. Number for both the uh, old text number is gone. I won't even mention it, so I don't plant it back in your brain. We have Jared calling in this evening. Hey, Jared, go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh well, I don't want to talk
0: about Smith because we all know, but he 800 save percent barely today. It might even have been a little lower. But uh, since Benning has gone out and Larson has come back, we're five, seven, and one, and. It, we're we're different. Like I don't. I'm not saying like Adam Larson can break up the cycle. I'm not saying he's bad. He's a little slow for maybe like you know how it kind of got Lucic. But we really miss Benning. I, I think like from what I can see.
2: Well, I mean, you're talking to two guys that are Benning boosters. We've always thought that he was a very very capable third pairing defenseman. That uh, when put in the right situations was, was a good hockey player for this team. He's always plus, which is. You know, pretty impressive on a team that, over the last number of years, have been uh, years strictly minus players. So yeah, uh, Benning, Benning in the lineup in your third pairing makes this team better.
0: And one, just one more thing. All right, nurse. just punched his lights out. I love it.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs>
0: When is his adrenaline's going. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jared. We appreciate it. 780-496-0063. It's nine You'll hear, still hear from Leon Dreisaitl and Dave Tippett. Oilers fall 6-5. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford.
4: Spiala, right wing, walks in, loads up, shoots, saves Smith, rebound. And
1: that was stopped as well. Able to clear Smith was certainly a game-saving stop there. All right, Mike Smith, save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, b Wise, winter rise. Mike Smith tonight, 20 stops, and he takes the loss. The Minnesota Wild beat the Edmonton Oilers 6-5, 2-1 for the Wild after one, 4-2 after two. Edmonton tied it with two goals, two oh six apart, so it was 4-4 with 7-11 left, but the Wild came back with two goals in just over a minute. Stall and Cunning. Neal got one with Smith pulled for an extra attacker in the final minute. The Oilers could not pull even, and they dropped to 18-12-4 on the season. The Minnesota Wild are now 8-0-3 in their last 11 home games. And they are, just making sure I got the right number here, they are 9-1-4 and in their last uh, 14 games overall.
2: They, they've turned it around. I mean, the last time we saw them, they were really struggling. And, you know, we talked before the game, they got to take advantage of a a Minnesota team that wasn't on top of their game. Uh, There was a talk about the coach, whether he's going to make it uh, through the season. And they turned things around. And they're doing it right now. I mean, they were missing three pretty good players of their lineup tonight. And they're just, uh, their depth is getting it it done for them. They got some unheralded young goaltender in net that got them a big win tonight. So, and and the one thing that you, you, you fear with Minnesota, and again, this is, they might be in a different division than the Oilers. But the Oilers also got to look at wild wildcard's possibilities. This is a team that's going to try to make a push. They play 20 of their next 27 on home ice. So this is a team that is playing well, is very good on home ice, and has a chance to go on a bit of a run here as they get healthy and play a lot of games at home. Sean texting in, he
1: says, Am I the only guy not throwing Smith under the bus? Yes, they need a save from time to time. But, man, I think goals 2 through 5 were top-shelf grade-A chances. Goals 3 and 4 were 2-on-1s where the puck carrier got to walk down Main Street and pick his spot. Goals five and six were uncontested. One-timers from Prime Real Estate. The first goal wasn't great, but still I saw bad changes, bad pinches, turnovers at the blue line, terrible zone coverage. It's just not good right now. That is from Sean. And another texter says, how come no one is criticizing Dave Tippett? Why would he break up the big line? Which he did for the start of the game.
2: Yeah, he, I mean, they, the reason he broke up the big line was because the big line wasn't playing near as well as it it, it needed to play and they weren't getting uh, any production from their second line. So he's trying to do something to get them going. And we, we know that every time you start a game, it's it, probably a 70% chance you're not ending the game the same way with those lines. They change them a lot. Um, I, I, this this isn't on Tippett. I mean, he didn't tell Darnell Nurse to, to change and give up a 2-on-1. He didn't. Uh, have Mike's it wasn't his fault that Mike Smith botched the first one coming from the point and drops it off the back of a guy's sweater and into the net. Uh, these are mistakes the others are making now the first guy the first texter talked about Mike Smith a lot of them were i mean quality shots yes, but sometimes you got to save a quality shot I mean you could let you can't let in six you just can't and there's uh, watch any game around the National Hockey League today and you'll see a highlight of a t- of a goalie making two or three big saves. You're like, oh, that was a good one. Game-changing saves. The Oilers haven't got that the last few games.
1: Yeah, and, and you and you're fair, Sean, and we're and we're not trying to pin the loss on oh, the guy no, but, the, no. but the goaltending is not as good as it was earlier in the season. I I I don't think that's an an opinion. I think that's a that's a fact. And the way I look at it, if if the if the Oilers got the goaltending they got in the first, you know, 24 games as opposed to the last 10, say, it's probably 3-2 going to the third period instead of 4-2. Maybe even 2-2. And that's just with the goaltending being sort of at the average. That's not a great goaltending game. That's an average goaltending game. It's they're down one or they're tied yep. going to the third.
2: Well, w- what we've talked about a lot is the Oilers are not a good enough team, the way they're constructed, to have average to better than average goaltending and win hockey games because they leak too many grade-A scoring chances. Uh, They still make uh, a number of defensive miscues. They need someone to bail them out every once in a while. And at the beginning of the season, when they were playing well, they were getting that big save. There were a number of times where the the opposition would have uh, control of play and get two or three quality chances to be denied, and then the Oilers would come back the other way and score a goal. Uh, They're not getting that right now. So this loss is not on Mike Smith. This loss is on the entire team. But Mike Smith was a part of this loss because he did not play near as well as he needs to play. He's got an 8.50 save percentage in the last seven to eight games. You need a 9.12 to 9.16 in the National Hockey League to be a a good goaltender. And he's at 8.50. Well, I I looked it up during the game
1: tonight To, to qualify for the save percentage stat. In the NHL, you have to have had 10 appearances. It obviously keeps going up throughout the season. Of the top 20 goalies in the league, in terms of save percentage, 18 of them are on a team currently in a playoff spot. So you know, often by the end of the year, it's the, 16, you know, the teams. 16 teams with the best save percentage that or close to it that get in. So that's why Tippett talked about goal pre- pro goal prevention and, and why so much attention was on that position all summer long, what's going to happen with it. Oilers lose six five to Minnesota. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Where do you
3: think this one got away from you? There's some turning points in this game that I didn't like. Like I, I didn't mind our first period. We gave away a goal late in the first period where we turned over a puck and gave up a breakaway. Um, just seems like every mistake we make is made at the back of the net. You know, the um, Missed some checks, give up two outnumbered breaks in the second period and scored on They scored on both of them and then get it back to 4-4 and then you got to be able to find a way to scrape a point at least out of, and just to not do that is pretty frustrating. Jujar uh, didn't have any support. Should he just throw it in the corner? Was that on him or was that on the rest of the? 20 seconds to go, just hold it on the boards. Or 15 seconds to go, just hold it there. Right? But... Uh, you talk about every mistake you make ending up in your own net. Was this a little bit on Mike Smith, or was it the well, guys? Well, you know? look like you'd like some. You know, you need some saves. There are good chances, like really good chances, but you know, you'd, in the end, you'd like to see some saves there. But, but that being said, we, you know, there was no quit. But I just, there's different parts of our game that we just, I'd like to see us check a lot better. And when we don't, it ends up in the back of the net had a pretty good run this season this is the rockiest it's been in a while what's kind of the mindset of the of the team yeah uh, we talked about that this morning the first real bit of adversity that's uh that's hit us and um talk to our our leadership group in there to make sure we stay together it'll be uh, you know, this is the first real test for them so it's uh be interesting to see making sure we keep that room together in there and we'll see how our leadership does
1: all right, that's Dave Tippett. Oilers lose six five to the Minnesota Wild seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Al standing by. Al, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, just a couple of little uh, uh, observations. Um, um, obviously, the uh, uh, too much passing uh, on the power play, and you know the uh, arrogant the errant passes across the middle of the ice. But one concern I've had, and I'd like your comment on that, is. The Oilers are, have to be one of the worst teams in the NHL for getting the puck out of their end. And every time they try to, it ends up costing them a goal in a lot of circumstances. And I just don't know how. You know, they've had so many coaches, and, uh, you know, as far back as Todd McClellan, they've had the same problem of getting the pucks out of their end. Now, is it the players not listening to... The, coaching staff and trying to carry the puck out of the ice and create uh, some offensive, you know, rush all the the time? Or should they be – I think they should be playing it a little bit smarter, get the puck out of their end and regroup. But they always seem to get caught not getting the puck out of their end, and it ends up uh, costing them uh, key goals at times. And I'm just wondering um, is it something uh, Tibbetts is going to address – because it just, like I said, I, I've never seen a team that's as bad as getting the puck out of their own end. And at, at crucial times, and, uh, you know, they'll make a little two foot pass or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. try to carry the puck out or, you know, and then they get caught and it ends up in the back of the net. I'm just wondering if you guys have the uh, same kind of uh, uh, feeling on that as well.
1: Sure. Thanks, all.
2: Well, it, it, it's not on the coaches. I mean, if, if it's coach after coach after coach. Uh, they they want the players to move the puck up quickly and efficiently. Uh, uh, just sometimes when the Oilers' defense are under pressure, uh, they force plays, they make mistakes, they make blind plays. And uh, if you were going to look at the Oilers, their strength is in their in their superstars up front, uh, and they're still trying to find the right. Combination on the back end, and they still have some young players back there, but it's... Well, I think it's on the forwards, too. Well, it's I on mean, both, Skill, but...
1: Skill isn't just in the offensive end. It's also making a sharp pass but to out of your own end.
2: It is, but on the... I mean, let's look at the sixth goal. Smith passed it to Darnell Nurse, and he just gets bumped off the puck, and all of a sudden, they... Uh, Minnesota's got a wide open chance. I mean, that's a, a, a player getting pressured and not making good play with it. it. It is defensively. It's it's the entire Oilers team defensively. We, I mean, there's Connor McDavid tonight. Two two misreads turned into odd man rushes coming the wrong way. So it goes from top to bottom. The Oilers have to be better defensively. But that's, I mean, honestly, that's where we keep talking about goaltending having to make big saves because the Oilers are not good enough defensively with what they have to be able to get away with average goaltending
1: all right the wild win at 6-5 you'll hear from leon dry more of your reaction as well you want to finish the play always a fun contest you're almost guaranteed to win Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. overtime open line courtesy hartland ford minnesota six edmonton five is the final as we check the scoreboard courtesy edmonton trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi-trailers head to edmontontrailer.com the detroit red wings a 5-2 win over the winnipeg jets they had lost their last 10 in regulation blues get by the golden knights 4-2 calgary has won seven straight They tie the Oilers in the standings, 4-2, Flames over Maple Leafs. The Coyotes move into first in the Pacific Division, 5-2 win against Chicago. Late second period, no score, Hurricanes and Canucks. Also in the second, L.A. up 2-0 on Anaheim. Sharks lead the Rangers 1-zip. The Sabres beat the Predators 4-3. Lightning get by the Bruins 3-2. Islanders win on the road 3-1 over the Panthers. And the Penguins in overtime beat the Blue Jackets 1-0. Thursday night football, Baltimore wins again. They're 12-2, 42-21 over the Jets. The Edmonton Eskimos have hired Scott Milanovich as their head coach, former head coach of the Toronto Argos. He's been the quarterback's coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He will finish the season there and then uh, report to the Eskimos in January and get to work. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, overtime open line courtesy Heartland Ford, 780-496-0063. We have Chris on the line. Chris, go ahead, buddy.
5: Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good and, and enjoyed the game. Um, I, I think I, I, you know. I think uh, it, it 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 was nice earlier in the year to get as many points as we could because you know you, you're subject to injuries and 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 being banged up and stuff like that. I, I'm not sure I was uh, totally impressed with the goaltending. Even though I've been very happy with you know earlier with both their performances. And one thing I, I noticed too is the the, the face off. Uh, uh, winning, you know, winning is not as, as as what I would like. Anyhow.
1: Uh, yeah, they wound up fifty-fifty tonight, but they were, I believe, they were twenty-seventh in the league in face-offs coming into tonight's game. So that, yeah, you're right, Chris. That has not been a strength for the Oilers. You ready to finish the play? Sure, I oh, am. Yeah. All right, you already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. The best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. And
4: the initial shot by Clefbaum should have been caught. Now down the middle, wrist shot, Neal on the breakaways.
1: Minnesota fell asleep at the switch, and Neal split the seam on Suter and Dumba. Chris a chance for James Neal who did score later in the game he played his 800th career game tonight he was drafted in 2005 33rd overall by what team was it the Dallas Stars or the Atlanta Thrashers well wow, that's a good question Dallas. um Dallas it'll give you a hint it's it's a team that is still in the league say Dallas yeah that helps a lot thank you uh Dallas Chris absolutely hang on the line okay thank you guys 780 63 Chris's name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun. Edmonton.com. That, uh, that was a crazy sequence. Uh, I mean, Haas scores, and then eight seconds later, Neil has a breakaway to tie the game. The Oilers would tie it a couple minutes later, but that was... Uh, that was a bit of a for, for a while I mean the orders lost they we were talking about what they everything they didn't do well for a while they they had the wild hanging on but they they could not get over the hump
2: they did and it also shows you when we talk about the Oilers making big mistakes I mean the Wild made a number of big mistakes in this game too they got bailed out by a big save by a goaltender and we uh, big saves at big moments the Oilers who had a good start to the third period they finally get the goal to pull within one by a a third line player then off the face off uh, Dumba who one of the better better players on the, the Minnesota Wild makes a bad read and it's a breakaway. But they got a big save, and the one thing that we keep talking about and harping on—big saves, big moments. The Minnesota Wild got it tonight. The Edmonton Oilers didn't.
1: Five goals tonight for the Oilers. That means a donation of one hundred and twenty-five dollars to six thirty Chet Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit coveredalberta.ca. They're given twenty-five bucks for every Oilers goal. Good total tonight. Unfortunately, does not result in a win. And uh, don't forget, delivery day for Santa's Anonymous is Saturday. You want all the details? Uh, go to sanasanonymous.ca. That is always uh, always a great day. Uh, Oil boy in Ottawa writes in. He says, "I could not agree more on elevated expectations with the start the Oilers had. All teams have slumps in a season as long as this. What I'm noticing is that the Oilers aren't making the short, easy play to move up the ice. Instead, they're forcing acute pass that leads to a turnover." as well as our team defense seems to be less cohesive. Earlier in the season, guys were hitting, owning the boards, etc. cetera. Hopefully it's just a blip. You know, I, I can't remember when he said it. It was in the last couple of weeks. And I and I love the, you know, I've always said I used to love the imagery McClellan gave us of playing in the other guys' equipment. Mm-hmm. And Tippett said something about defending five on a die. And if you think of the five yep. on a die, how they're positioned and how tightly packed they are, right? you got to own that area of the ice and I think when Tippett says you got to get in the guts of the game or we're playing a little too loose I think he means they're getting away from that five on a die sort of commitment in their own end
2: well I mean you look at a couple of the goals tonight the Minnesota Wild scored if the Oilers were tighter as that texter talked about and as you uh with the the die the Oilers were too spread out when you're spread out that leaves spaces in, in key areas and the Minnesota Wild exploited that they put themselves in the right spots where they were able to get that shot. Stahl's goal, I think that was the fifth goal in the third Uh, period. Uh, He he finds a a spot that's out just inside where everyone else was. The goal that, eventually the sixth goal, the, the one that ended up being the game winner, uh, who was that that scored that one? Cunnan got the Cunnan, yeah, Cunnan. He slides into an area again. Uh, there, the, the Oilers weren't tight. If they were tight, he's not going to have time to get that shot off. He's going to have someone you know up against him. But he had all the space in the world because the Oilers were too spread out. Now, one thing with, with having Mike Smith as your goaltender, and he's excellent at moving the puck, so you'll see whenever the puck gets shot around the zone and Mike Smith comes out to play it, both defensemen go to the corners. Mm-hmm. On that play there, on the goal, the, number, the sixth goal, the game winner, Mike Smith went behind the net, stopped it. You don't know which way he's going, so both goalies go to the, the corner. Nurse went to one, Jones went to the other. The problem that happens if the puck, when it went to Nurse, if he doesn't make a good play... Someone is wide open. And I know that on the the telecast, the announcers were talking about, or Drew was talking about, Jones has got to get back in front, but he's coming from the far corner. Coonan was on the same side of the ice as Nurse. That's a long way to go. So if you make a mistake like Nurse did, there's going to be someone wide open. So that one wasn't on Jones. That one was on Nurse or Smith not reading the right place to put the puck. That is one of the rare occasions where Mike Smith... Uh, coming out of the net hurt the Oilers more than it helped them.
1: 6-5, Minnesota wins. The Oilers' record falls to 18-12-4. We have Rob on the line. Rob, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Uh,
4: yeah, i just like to say, uh, you know, it seems to me that the Oilers are more confident when Koskinen is in the net. And, uh, you know, I would just, I would like to see them ride Koskinen for... Uh, a few games you know especially if he gets a win you know just keep playing him as long as he's winning
2: well i mean i i would imagine that the others there was probably a good chance he would have played tonight if he would have had a good good last game the last game he he struggled in that game and that forced the others to go back to smith and two of the last three games of koskinen played haven't been as strong he yeah. got pulled in one and gave six up in the other. Now, again, over the course of the season, Koskinen has been a much stronger goaltender. And over the last little while, uh, you know, Smith has really struggled. But uh, the, you go on a game-to-game basis, had Koskinen had a stronger game in two of his last three, maybe he plays tonight. And that, unfortunately, forced the, the hands of the coaching staff and it didn't work out. You think they
4: might go back to Koskinen? Uh...
2: Well, I think I think it's an absolute. I think that Koskinen will play against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday.
4: Yeah, Zoe, you would do, Rob? Yeah, that would make me feel good. Okay. I think it's uh, it's, it's statistically it's time for Edmonton to to win one against Toronto. But,
1: uh, yeah, that's I true. Meant
4: one more thing. Okay. Thank uh, you, Rob. But I just say one thing. Oh yeah, sure. Hey, uh, they're doing all these commercials for the All Star Game coming up. And they're showing Pasternak and Matthews and uh, a lot of the stars we're used to, but they, ha- they haven't shown Drysnyder once yet. You know, the guy that's led for most of the season in points. Do you, do you think Drysnyder will be going to the All-Star? Oh, I, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would top think three so. Yes. In the
1: league in scoring or top two, I would, I would think the orders would get two players. Yeah.
4: yeah Sure, think so. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot.
1: Okay. Thanks, Rob. Uh, Chris says, any idea when uh, Matt Benning will be back? We, we do not. No. Nope. He's fighting through it, trying to get back in the lineup.
2: I think simply because he had a concussion, came back, and then got concussed right away, they want to be absolutely 135,000% sure that when he comes back, he's back and, and, and it's safe for him to be there. Uh, every time you get a concussion, you're more liable to get another one quickly if you're not completely healed up. So they want to make sure he's healed up because this is your brain you're talking about. This isn't you. You stop looking at just a, a a month stretch of games or a season. You're looking at a guy's livelihood and the rest of his life. So they want to make sure he's completely healthy. And when he is, he'll be back in there because the Oilers need him.
1: All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dean, standing by. Dean, thank you for calling. Go ahead, man.
5: How's it going, buddy? I'm from all the way from High Prairie. It's pretty cold here, but uh, okay. Anyway, uh. Back in the '80s, uh, when uh, Gretzky was around, Gretzky uh, double got double shifted so much, and the game had the game hasn't really changed much. it's actually got better. The technology got better. These kids, these kids have technology equipment. Like they're fast. If I was a coach, I would be double shifting McDavid just like Gretzky was double shifted. Come on, man! Like.
2: The Oilers don't want to win. They don't want to use their best player. Connor McDavid. you got to do it. Connor and Leon are, I think, 1-2 in the National Hockey League in ice time for forwards. They play more than most defensemen. They were, they're close to the tops in the National Hockey League. They play. I don't know what Gretzky played, but I guarantee you that they are very close to Gretzky's minutes. I,
5: I don't think so because I watch every game and when I was younger, Gretzky double-shifted the whole game sometimes. And you know what? They won. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Connor double shifting sometimes against the top teams maybe not the the weaker teams but when when like say uh the other night when carolina came into town freaking double 50 guy man like All right. he's gonna do damage
1: thank you dean appreciate it 7804960063 uh what was the ice time tonight connor played 2028 dry played 2157 clef bomb led the oilers with 2554 suitor surprise surprise Led the Wild at uh, 25-49. Brodine played... Odumbo played 23-19, then Brodine 22-32. Who was their top forward? Stahl? Stahl at 19-09. Who scores again. He loves playing the Oilers. What is he up to now? Uh, 25
2: points... Sorry, 26 points in 23 Uh, games, career against the Oilers. Matt Zuccarello at 19-31. So about 20 seconds more. Actually, it said that Wayne Gretzky averaged... They don't know how much he averaged. He averaged in his last game of amount in his season was about 21 minutes. They don't know how much he averaged early in his season because they did not keep track track of it. No, Yeah,
1: he would have played a lot for sure. Oilers lose
2: 6-5 to the Minnesota Wild. We'll get
1: to Dustin on the open line in a second. You'll also hear from Leon Dreisaitl. Overtime open line, courtesy Harlan Ford. All right. Uh, Frustrated fan. One of my buddies texting in uh, wants to know the plus-minus tonight for Dreisaitl and McDavid. McDavid was minus one. Dreisaitl was even. Oilers lose 6-5 to the Minnesota Wild. Earlier today, the Eskimos hiring Scott Milanovic as their new head coach. Quarterback Trevor Harris was coached by Milanovic in the first four years of his career in Toronto.
4: Elated. Um, I'm not sure that there was, you know, when, when you lose Moss, you know, as a, as a quarterback, it's, uh, it's disheartening. And, uh, you know, I love Jason Moss and everybody knows how I feel about him. And, uh, you know, when you, when you get a guy like Scott Milanovic, you know, I, I don't know that I could be happier. Uh, I'm elated, overjoyed and uh, just absolutely home run
1: higher. All right, Milanovic will finish out the season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the quarterback's coach there, and then he'll uh, roll into town and get going with the Eskimos. We have Dustin on line one. Dustin, thanks for calling, man. What's going on?
5: Hey, guys. So disappointing loss tonight, but I wanted to talk about Saturday. So we play the Leafs. But, Rob, I wanted your opinion. I'm trying to solve an argument with my buddy who's a big Leafs fan, and I'm Oilers, so I'm obviously a little biased. A question for you. Who do you think is a better player, Drysaddle or
2: Matthews? Why or why not? Um, I, I think this year it's been dry. Well, the last two years it's been Drysaddle. Uh, I think stats-wise he, he's been better stats-wise. He scored 50 goals, only one of two players last year. This year he's been first or second in the National Hockey League and scoring the whole time. Uh, when he's on his game, he's the Oilers' best both two-way player. It hasn't been as of late, but for the, for the most part, he, he takes key faceoffs. He's out on the penalty kill. He t- plays five on three. I think right now, he's a better player. Now, having said all of that, I see Leon play a lot more than I see Austin Matthews play. Um, but just my own personal opinion from what I've seen thus far over the last couple of years, Leon is the better player.
5: Awesome. Okay, thanks for that, Rob. You know, uh, we lost three in a row, but I'm looking forward to Saturday. We, I think we can turn this around and get the boys 42 points and get our season back rolling in the right direction.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Dustin. Uh, text 780-496-0063. Uh, I think the Oilers' defense got worse when Larson came back. Great pickup for the Eskimos as their next head coach. Some thoughts there to... Uh, the text line: uh, Jared writes in. He says, "In Game Six, 1986 against Calgary, Gretzky played 35 to 36 minutes." Jared is a regular texter and caller who I trust, so I know if he's writing that in, he probably read that somewhere or found tape of the game and rewatched it and tried to time it. <laughs> I, I mean, he might. I'm sure Gretzky would have played a ton. In was
2: that, that not an over? Was that it. not an overtime game?
1: Uh, no, that was a Steve Smith game.
2: Oh, the Steve Smith game. That one didn't go as well. No.
1: But you, you routinely played, you know, 38, 39 minutes, Rob? In a month, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: some, some nights it, I played 12 minutes and it felt like 39 minutes.
1: Uh, the Oilers lose 6-5. McDavid and will both get their 20th goals of the season. Here's Leon. Hey, Leon, you know, uh, I mean, same stuff as Connor. I mean,
3: this was very similar to what happened uh, in Carolina where it gets away from you. You look back in and then it gets away from you again. Like You're, you're kind of right there, but you're, you're not going to get home yeah um, yeah we just got to do a better job of just shutting it down after um, you know we spend so much energy fighting back and and that's a positive that we can do that but uh, first of all we do it too too often and too much and you know if if you fight that hard to to come back you know you want to you know at least get rewarded in, in some type of way so you gotta find ways to, to just shut it down more. Uh, you guys the last team in the league to lose three in a row um, or close to it or something like that is that I mean it's a milestone you guys haven't hit yet I mean on one hand it's good on the other hand it's bad because now you have lost three in a row. Good. Yeah uh, obviously it's uh, it's not not perfect right now we're not um, finding ways to, to to win and we're not playing good enough to to win you know so um we gotta change that and um uh, you know the next game is obviously a a big test for us so uh we'll make sure we're ready for it
1: all right that is leo dry of uh the edmonton oilers and yeah they haven't been able to, to shut it down if you missed it off the top oh two and one in their last three they've been outscored 15 10 in those games so the goals for you, you i mean i think you take that 10 goals over the course of three games but they've given up 15 15- and, I, I mean, it's, it's so odd to talk, not odd to talk about, but they, they have fought back in each of those games from a deficit. Trailed Buffalo 2 nothing, tied it in the second period, lost in overtime. Trailed Carolina 3 nothing after one, 3-1 after two, tied it, and then Carolina reels off three straight goals. Today down 4-2 after two, tied it with seven minutes to go, and Minnesota scores two goals in just over a minute. Edmonton gets one in the last minute to score 6-5. So There's, well, what does that tell you? You should probably do that. <laughs> get, get the lead or don't go down by more than one. I yes. mean, the crazy thing is we're uh, a goal or two away from talking about a couple incredible comebacks or how resilient they are, and I do give them credit for for fighting back, but it's it's a low percentage formula.
2: It is, it's just simply you have to play perfect hockey. You can't make a mistake because uh, you've already made your quota of mistakes early in the game. That's why you find yourself down those games. And again, we what we saw earlier in the season when the Oilers fell behind by one, the other team was never able to extend the lead on the Oilers. So that meant the Oilers were one shot, one power play, one break, one bounce away from tying a game up and they started pushing. Now the Oilers are getting, the lead is getting extended game after game after game. And you have to exert so much energy. And then Dave Tippett talked about it, uh, it was either after the last game or the one before. You, you have to get out of your game plan because you, you have to start shortening your bench. Certain guys don't play anymore. We know how effective some of the third and fourth line guys are when the Oilers have a lead. They're able to shut the other team's top players down. But those players don't get to play because they're not goal scorers. so All of a sudden, it's a short bench. Your stars are playing more. Uh, and there's the uh, possibility or probability of a mistake being made and the other team extended the lead or jumping out in the lead again simply because you don't play shut down hockey because you're chasing. The Oilers have chased way too much for the last number of games. And because of that, they find themselves on the losing end more times.
1: All right, you can get more on 630Ched.com. The final tonight, Minnesota 6, Edmonton 5. Next game for the Oilers, Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs were beaten tonight 4-2 in Calgary. The Flames have won seven straight. They're tied with the Oilers, 40 points each. Arizona wins tonight. They have 42 points to move into sole possession of first in the Pacific Division. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas, overtime open line courtesy Heartland Fort. Oilers and Leafs on Saturday, three thirty faceoff show. Game will start at five. It is an early one at Rogers Place. Minnesota outscoring the Oilers six five. Have a great night. Six thirty,
4: Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.